Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, uh, says, um, uh, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan uh, to John to be baptized by him. And John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, saying, uh, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. So um, as we talk about baptism today, I guess, I guess the first question, Lorinda, is uh, what, what does baptism even mean for you? We're going to talk more about how it, how God has uh, changed your life. But just from the start, just talk about baptism. What does that mean for you? Um, okay. So, um, well, I met with um, Pastor Mike and my daughter-in-law, Jessica, and we talked a lot about different things from my past, different things that I've done, experienced, Um and so for me, when I think of baptism, I think of um, turning away from sin and, and turning towards God, um, having God be my father that never gives up, having Jesus Christ be my director, um, because prior to that, you know, like I always lived my life and was raised that, you know, I need to figure this out, you know, I need to pull up my bootstraps by upon my brain, instead of relying upon God. So um, this was really cool, because baptism for me means cleansing my soul and making a new beginning. Beautiful. I love that. So in the passage that I, I just read from Matthew 13, um, when Jesus is baptized, it says uh, that the, the voice of the father said, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. And so one of the things we talk about uh, with baptism is that the same thing that the father said about Jesus, he says about you. So he, he looks at you and he says, this is my beloved daughter with whom I'm well pleased. And so you, you made a comment that um, like you entered into a relationship with God as your, as your perfect father. Could you talk more about what that's like for you? So um, I always think of Corey Ashbery because um, he sings that song. I can't remember. Reckless Love. Reckless Love. And um, so in that, he, he talks a little bit about what that song means to him. And that's where I found that little state, statement that God is a father that never gives up on you. And that when you do sin, when you do things that you know are wrong, or, you know, you don't feel real good about your actions or what you said, it's like, you always know that God will forgive you and he never gives up on you. Like, you know, I, when I relapsed, I relapsed for 19 years. And even though I was in the throes of my addiction, I always knew God was there. So he, he is a father that never gives up. So, so even as you got a new father uh, in your baptism, you also got a new identity as a daughter of the king, daughter of the father in heaven. And identity is like so powerful for us because what, what we believe about ourselves, then we live out. 
right? So if I believe that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a piece of dirt, then I, I'm going to live that way. Um, and if I believe that I'm a, a son of the king, uh, then that's going to change how I live. How, how has knowing yourself as a, the daughter of the father who never gives up uh, changed your sense of identity, your sense of self? So what happens is, um, is like a lot of my whole life, um, I always kind of thought that I was kind of sensitive. So when people would give me feedback, like, you're not really good at baseball or, you know, you, you have an overbearing personality or whatever, like I would just take all of that in and, you know, my self-esteem went lower and lower and lower. And what I realized was, is that was like the devil wanting to kind of, you know, keep me down instead of knowing who I truly am. And uh, I'm not possessed by the devil. So I don't have to, um, I don't have to walk around in fear and I don't have to walk around with low self-esteem. Like I know, I know my identity now and I am a daughter of the king. And, and, and I know I'm putting you on the spot with this, but like, can you think of an example of, of like a situation where in the past you would have reacted in sort of that, that negative uh, self-talk and, and now that you're a daughter of the king, you, you've reacted differently? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So another thing that comes along with, you know, being drug addicted and living in that dark world and thinking that you're just a piece of crap is that you don't have any boundaries. And so when people would say to me, you know, certain things to um, push my buttons, I mean, I would just sucker punch them, roundhouse, whatever, set them up, <laughs> beat them up, you know, I mean, because I'd be angry and I would, they would get me every time. And now, now that I'm like three years clean and I'm baptized and I read the Bible and I, I figured out things, it's like, wow, I get to know about boundaries and boundaries. When I was a kid growing up, I heard that word and my older brother was um, a football player. I really believed that the word boundary meant that white line on the football field. I didn't know anything about boundaries, so. <laughs> That's awesome. Just keep your distance from Lorinda. <laughs> we're, we're, we're redeemed, but you know, we're, we're also battling with the flesh sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, don't, test, don't test the boundaries. You're not scared, Nancy? No, uh, Nancy's not, no that doesn't surprise me that Nancy's not scared. <laughs> All right. Um, so Romans 6, uh, Paul talks about baptism and he says this, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried there for him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So you've already said a little bit about uh, newness of life, even in just the story that you told, but I know that like, life has radically changed for you since your baptism. So could you talk a little bit more about what newness of life in Christ has been like? Well, um, Jesus has just blessed me with abundance. Like 
I have never experienced before in my life. So, I mean, I've had good jobs. I've, um, you know, in the past where I made good money and you would think that that's abundance, but it really wasn't because, um, you know, I just had my dark habits that I live paycheck to paycheck. But in my newness of life, um, after being baptized, um, the Holy Spirit blessed me with praying in tongues. I, I now can pray in tongues and I, it's not like I had a class on it or anything. It's like, I know in my soul, like what that is all about. And somebody asked me, like they were interviewing me about it. And I, I'm like, I don't know how to put it into words. I, I just know that the power of prayer works for me and praying in tongues. I look at as a total gift from the Holy spirit. Um, some other things that have happened like today, um, tonight at seven o'clock, they're having a birthday party and I get my three year um, gold coin of sobriety. And guess who's presenting it to me? My son. No way. Yeah. And so I'm really excited about that. Um, I, it's kind of a long story, but I live on a beautiful Buffalo ranch up in Birdsview. And I mean, I pay a couple hundred dollars a month because the family came to me and said that they love me, they trust me, and they want me to live here. And so they're, they're paying my cable, my electricity. I'm just kind of in awe of all the different things that have happened to me. Um, I, I didn't have any income from December 15th until May 1st. And I literally lived like a queen. I had so much money. I mean, and it would just come to me in the oddest ways. Like, I just know that God is working in my life and he blessed me with abundance. And I'm thinking too, that he's saying, you know, um, you were out there for 19 years, homeless. It's about time you got a home, Lorinda. So let's try and, you know, get some money together and put her together. So I don't know. I, I'm just really grateful that I got baptized because it was the beginning of my real life. I just, I just love talking to you about this stuff. It's so good. So um, the, the Acts 1 passage, that's the last one that's on your sheet of paper. Um, Jesus said, it says uh, that while staying with them, he, that was Jesus, ordered them not to depart Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, what's, what's significant to me about this is Jesus is saying this to people who have, have complete faith in him. They've been walking with him for three years. They already have relationship with him. Um, chances are that they were probably baptized along the way by John. Um, so, so this baptism of the Holy Spirit is something that's different than uh, the baptism that Paul's talking about in Romans 6 or that Jesus experienced in Matthew chapter 3. And, uh, and I know that that's, that was true for you as well. The, you, there was a point two, two years ago uh, next month uh, that you and your son and uh, Rachel and Jason and Carol and Mark all stood on the shore of the, of the Skagit River and, uh, and, and uh, 
said your uh, renunciations, the things you were turning away from and, and your affirmations of, the, of, of who you were turning toward. And then you went into the river and you got baptized and we prayed for you and anointed you with oil. Yeah. And then, and a lot changed after that. But then a year ago, uh, you and I on Pentecost Sunday were just sitting in the garden behind Terranueva and we prayed and that's when God gave you that gift of tongues. And so it, it seemed like that was a, 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 another work of the spirit in your life. Yeah. There was the new life that was given to you when you said yes to Jesus and was affirmed in your baptism in the river. And then there was this baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I know you, you already talked about that a little bit with the praying in tongues, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious if there's any other things that you felt like really changed uh, from that was different from what you experienced from the baptism in the river to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, um, so I kind of copied Mike because um, he always, when we pray together, he always asks for the Holy Spirit to be present. And so even though like it's invisible, um, so it's kind of hard for me to, I'm kind of a hands-on girl, but I always call in the Holy Spirit. And um, some of the things that I noticed was um, just things are smoother for me. And I, I can't really decipher if that's Jesus directing me, if it's the Holy Spirit, if it's a combination of both. But it's kind of like you, you know when you're in self-will or God's will, or I do anyway. Like it, it's just smooth when you're in God's will. Everything just falls into place. And just like, you know, my, my will was saying, I'm going to spend as much time as I can this summer with my grandkids because that's what I want to do. And I never got to do that before, not clean and sober anyway. But, and then in September, I'll go to work. Well, I've had three people now talk to me about going to work. So I'm like, well, maybe this is God saying something. Maybe it's Jesus directing me. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit trying to hint that, I need to get out of my plans up here and go to my heart and ask God what, what his plan is for me. That's so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So, so what I, what I hear you saying is, is you're experiencing more of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, uh, and Paul talks about that a lot in Galatians, um, particularly chapter five, that we're to walk in the spirit, we're to be led by the spirit. And that as we do that, that we also experience the fruit of the spirit in our lives, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And I've just seen uh, just amazing things that God's been doing in you and with you. And, and I know that particularly since we, we prayed and, and God um, gave you the gift of tongues, like, I feel like you're, and you mentioned this earlier, that your prayer life has just gone up like tenfold, both in terms of the fact that you pray more because, mm -hmm. because you're not limited by human words. Right. Um, but then you're also seeing more answers to prayer. Yeah. yeah. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. And I, I really like one of the things that I used to do is I would always read my Jesus calling book. And then after I would read that, then I would pray out loud. Then I would pray in tongues. And then I would just sit at my little window chair overlooking the buffalo field and kind of just meditate and get myself grounded for the day. And um, now I read the Bible too. So what I do is I 
in my prayer, I go, okay, God, what verse do you want me to read today? And sometimes I hear a verse, you know, like Acts 24, one through three or whatever. But, and sometimes when I don't hear it, then I just open up the book. And I never thought that I would do that seriously because I don't know a lot about the Bible or the verses or the stories. And um, now I do it every day. I was just seeing what Acts 24 went through three was. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure it's the word of the Lord for us today. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we want to do uh, to kind of wrap this up is um, uh, we want to reaffirm our baptisms. So what I, what I have here are the renunciations and, and, and uh, the affirmations that we do when we do baptism at the river. Um, I know a lot of folks here have been baptized. Uh, if you haven't been baptized, you're welcome to join us in this, but I would also ask you to consider being baptized. And uh, on, on July 18th, we're going to be down at the Skagit River doing baptisms again this summer. Um, once we've done the renunciations, uh, I, I just invite you to go to the river and reaffirm your baptism in whatever manner in the water you want to. And if you'd like, uh, I have anointing oil and we'll stay right here and we can, uh, if you want to come back up, we'll pray for you and anoint you with oil and just welcome the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, but uh, could somebody hand, pass these around? Lisa, thank you. So Lorinda, uh, you had said earlier that when we did the renunciations at the river, um, you weren't you and and Jason and Rachel weren't exactly clear what the word renunciation means. Yeah, or either we forgot or, or, what, something. or, what, or what we were doing there. So I'm wondering if you could uh, tell people what what that means for you now. So yeah, when uh, we were down getting baptized, um, a really good friend of mine wanted to watch the me getting baptized, and I happened to have it on video, and I figured out how to do it on my phone and show her. And I realized that there was one person that re renounced um, a lot of stuff. And I remember Rachel whispering to me, I don't know what to say. And I go, me neither. <laughs> so we didn't say nothing. But, you know, we thought about it, but I really didn't know what the word meant. So um, if, if it was, if I could turn back the hands of time, I would probably say that um, I, I renounce, um, all drugs that kept me so addicted for so many years and I break away from, oh, this is hard to say, but casinos and, um, because that's not, God doesn't want you in there. That's what my sponsor tells me on a daily basis. <laughs> God does not want you there. So, um, um, and I just turn away from the sins that I know that are not walking in the light of God. Thanks, Lorinda. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when we were at the river, it, it was our friend Mark uh, who had just joined us for the first time at the river. And he, uh, he announced uh, very loudly his renunciations. Uh, he, he announced... Uh, renounced his hatred of God, he renounced his uh, self-hatred and his addiction and his uh, despair and hopelessness. And, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like when, when we do this, 
God, God looks at it and he smiles upon it and he seals it with the Holy Spirit. But it's good for us to visit it, revisit it, because um, uh, even if I've even if I've renounced hopelessness and despair, uh, the enemy wants to bring me back into that. And that, that can creep in and I can actually come into agreement with it. So uh, even the way that I wrote the renunciations, which I, I changed it from I renounce to I turn away from and break agreement with. Uh, that's real, real specific language. Um, but I would invite you actually to stand with me as we do this, if, if you're able to stand. Um, so once, once we get to the uh, I turn away from, <clears throat> then we'll say it all together. But I'll start here. In baptism, we pledge allegiance to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and bring all other allegiances beneath Jesus' feet. So together we say, I, I turn, turn away from, from and break, break agreement, agreement with, with evil, evil in all its forms. I turn, turn away, away from and break, break any agreement, agreement I've made with Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God. I turn away from and break, break any agreement I've made with the evil powers of this world that corrupt, oppress, and destroy. I turn away from and break any agreement I've made with evil and its power in this world that defy God's righteousness and love. I turn away from and break any agreement I've made with all sinful desires that draw us away from the love of God and our dependence upon him. Just take a moment uh, in your own hearts. You don't need to say it out loud, uh, but you are welcome to if you feel like you want to. Uh, to uh, any other renunciations that you want to turn away from and break agreement with. Okay, let's turn to Jesus. Let's say it together. I, I turn, turn to Jesus and call upon him to be my Savior, my Lord, my healer, and my deliverer. And I pledge my allegiance to Jesus as King. I say yes to God as my good Father and receive my identity as a son of his love. Oh, daughter of his yeah, yeah. You don't all have to say son, daughter, whichever yeah. one applies to you. <laughs> I receive the Holy Spirit as my teacher, advocate, guide, and I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit as the empowering presence of God in my life. I receive every gift the Spirit has to give me to bring his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. All right. So I. With that, I welcome you to uh, walk down to the water's edge and uh, reaffirm your baptism. If you would like to do that, then come back up here and we can pray for you. And then we'll have communion. Andrew's going to lead us through communion.